Dude, another thing that sucks about France is the coffee. The really? I know it's counterintuitive, but they only have like little shitty machines that make your coffee and they're like tiny like, like this. Like robots. I just want a fucking four liter of like 260 mgs of caffeine. Yeah. Like a like blast you know? my face. Yeah. Can I have that, please? Yeah, there's no such thing. They're like espresso? They're like espresso, <laughs> uh, reducto or micro? <laughs> you want micro or reducto? How many molecules of coffee would you like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I was like that. I'm like, uh, and they're like, what kind of coffee do you want? I'm like, uh, I don't know, uh, allongé, you know, like a like a long, like you yeah. know, a long one. It's a long one. It's like, and they're I, like, oh, you ain't from here. I'm like, what the fuck did you want me to? Uh, they sound like that, eh? Like what What do you want me to tell yeah. you? Like, what kind of coffee? I guess she wanted me to tell her like a uh, uh, milk coffee or just coffee, coffee. But I'm like, what kind of coffee? I'm like, and I try to like say it the way they say, you know, an allongé, s'il vous plaît, s'il vous plaît. But that didn't work. And, that, and she said, and it, it failed. Toi, t'es pas d'ici, hein? She said, no, I'm not from here. I'm from Quebec. What do you want me to tell you? We have Starbucks and Demi's, you fucking. <laughs> Can I have 240 MGs <laughs> smacked in my face, yeah. please? I want directly, an extra large. <laughs> directly in my asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Fucking Christ, man. Fucking Christ. I was like buying like four coffees just to, you know, feel something. Just to feel something. Mm, yeah, just something. <laughs> Anxiety, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I need to feel something. <laughs> I'm dead I, inside. <laughs> I hate I hate that feeling when you can't find like a, a commercialized like big ass like franchise when you're like traveling and all you have to do is like drink espressos and pretend like you're satisfied. Yeah, but dude. you're pissed off. But I don't know. Oh, man. admit. Oh, admit. Okay, guys, we're here live with Jonathan. Act, act oh, no, natural. Be cool. Be cool. Move be the cool. camera. Okay, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Act, yeah, oh act. my god, dude, it's an apartment. Be cool. Be Yo, cool. record. Oh, can you record the thing? How do I record? Oh, until I want to do more. Click on more. Oh no. Oh, hey no. Jonathan. Yo, what's up, Jonathan? What's up? Yo, it's like I'm there, bro. Yo, can you hear us proper? Yeah. Yo, that's fucking proper. Yeah, I can hear you proper. Everybody can hear him? Yeah, yeah I can hear him. But the thing is, we're not recording. We're, just give us one second. How do we uh, record? record? Oh, record. record. Oh. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Recording in progress. Guys, Someone we're here live with our correspondent, Jonathan, who's in uh, Ukraine, correct? No. I'm oh. in Poland. Oh, oh okay. even I worse. Can't. Fair enough. <laughs> so so uh, so so are you in a war torn apartment right now? Yeah, in a nice uh, nice little forest. Uh, you, you can't tell at all anymore, but yeah. So, so so Jonathan, what are you doing in Poland? What what happened exactly for you to make the decision to go down there? Uh nothing. I had two, three weeks free between projects. I was like, I should just go check it out, see what it's like, go document. Okay, and uh, have you spoken to any Ukrainians? Yeah, a lot of Ukrainians. Essentially, you- I spent. Uh, I I got. You, you guys can hear me. Yeah. yeah. I got here four or five days ago, and I've been spending every day, all day long, at the border. Um, so people are like crossing by foot and by car. People are like taking these, like, you know, those those big shuttles. I used to use them for school, like the big school field trips. They bring you in them where yeah. it's like double decker almost. Yeah. A it's shuttle, yeah. Full, yeah, those big shuttles, they bring people full of them uh, into Ukraine or into Poland and also into Ukraine. So there's a lot of people going back into Ukraine right now. And are, are those people mostly uh, men? Yeah, mostly like and our age. Okay. People who just like want to go fight and stuff. There's this like a... Man, like Ukrainian like nationality and pe- people there are just like fighters and like really believe in like protecting their country. So it's like people like from England stopping by uh, Poland and taking the train into these like war torn places just to like go fight. It's like crazy. And, and like, you talk to some of these, you talk to some of these guys who like have made it out of uh, Ukraine or people that were like studying abroad or making money and weren't in Ukraine when the war happened. And you like talking to them about it and you're like, yo, good thing you're not in the war. And they're like, no, like it sucks. Like I wish I was in there. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, 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 we can't. I feel like it's not even the same type of uh, energy. Like I feel like these people have been expecting to get like uh, invaded since they're babies, basically. It's like part of their culture almost. Yeah, I mean like generation after generation after generation. It's just like the same bullshit over and over and over again. So, so, and finally so, you feel like you're out and it's just like, nope. 
So, so what are you doing on a daily basis? Are you just going to the border and trying to get as many interviews as you can and like trying to talk to people? Yeah, I mean, like the first couple of days, I was like, I was just like, I want to go see what it's like and like what people are even saying and then like document that experience. And now I'm kind of like at the point where like I have a basic structure for what I'm trying to do, like have a basic sense of like what's happening. And now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. Like there's a good amount of those people that I talked to on the, especially on the first like two or three days where I got good contact with them. We shared Instagrams and like I could potentially like, go catch up with them or follow up with them in a couple of days, wherever they are. Some of them are like in Germany, some of them are in Czech Republic, some of them are still in Poland, like see like how they've settled in and stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Do you have any plans to go a little bit closer to Ukraine, like uh, or like enter Ukraine, or is that too too a little too dangerous? I thought about it. I, I spoke to this war photographer, this guy who was going into Ukraine, and he explained that he has to get this special insurance and like the special. There's like requirements like war, uh, like military outfits to to go in, and there's a special insurance because like if you're going, basically if you're going into a war zone as someone who's not a, a, a military personnel, your basic insurance won't cover that because it's like, what the fuck are you doing? So he has to have his like a agency, his news for this stuff. So in case he gets shot, otherwise like they just won't fix whatever happened. Did, did, did you just so say I, news agency? Sorry? Because you kind of cut off. Did you say uh, he has to have his news agency cover his uh, like kind of insurance or expenses? Yeah, exactly. Just like covers, like, if you get yeah. shot, they just won't look after you. For sure. Are you getting a lot of these big uh, media corporations reach out to you, like as a freelancer, where you could report for them, or do you do uh, do that yourself? I do it myself, but um, it's like the, the issue is so hot right now that like I know the second it starts like rolling, it'll just kind of pick up really easily. Like people have so much interest for this. Stuff. There's so much attention around it that like yeah. it, now it's like realistically it's up to me to just decide like what I want to do with it because essentially anything I do with the story will get picked up as long as it's like half, you have you you had a uh, an interview with uh, Business Insider before this mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can even talk about it but uh, okay it's, it's all good like, you don't have to you don't have to it, it's a uh, just like part of uh, people like yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that's cool. It's that's good. cool. You don't have to mention how much money uh, you got from the pool boy show to be up here. So, <laughs> from the uh, interview. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so what's your, your, your goal finally for this project? That you, are you going to try to put together a documentary or you're just doing freelance reporting? Uh, essentially, the place it's at now, and I still don't know where it's going to go next, but it's like a, a lot of uh, portraits. It's a lot of portraits, these people passing by um, and talking to them and like a couple of written notes from me and also like their own words. Like the, the thing is, it's like some of the things they're telling me are, for one, they're, they're speaking to me in broken English half the time or through Google Translate. So a lot of this stuff is getting lost, but then they'll send me, like I follow them on Instagram and they'll send me these messages. I translate it on the thing and it's like their whole experience. Like, I don't know how closely you guys have been following, but like uh, there's a city called Mariupol that's been bombed like completely raised and yeah. i got this dm from this guy because i posted on my story that i was doing this and he was like yo my friend has family there they can't get in contact with them and so i was like yeah like i can talk to anyone so i was like on the ground at the border just like asking for people coming from mariupol what they knew of like wow. the situation if they could even get into contact with his family yeah. and uh through doing that i re i was like talking to this like 16 year old kid uh and he was telling me about like this stuff and i was like trying to piece together what he was saying he's speaking to me like in, in ukrainian and i was like google translate wasn't working well enough and then he was like you know what i'll send you my diary and so he sent me every diary entry from like the first day since the war started. And I was reading some of it through like Google Translate. It's like, like the most disheartening stuff. Like him just like on the first day finding out like there's a war at like 16 and like your life is going to be torn to shreds essentially. And him then being at the center of like the city that got destroyed through this war, most destroyed so far. So so he was from that city, Marianopolis? Mariupol. Mariupol, uh, sorry. Mario Paul Lee? Yeah. Um, no, well. just Mario Paul. Okay, okay, okay. W what narrative do you see 
on the news and mainstream media and social media that's completely not correct to what's happening in the field? Is there anything that you're seeing right now that you're like, that's not true, that's not happening? You're cutting it's a bit. It's difficult because like, I think a lot of the things... Uh, you're good, you're good. Keep because a lot of the stuff... I'm good. Yeah. The stuff I'm disagreeing with is like stuff I don't... I'm not like seeing. It's like stuff like intellectually I disagree with like some of the NATO stuff like people talking about it being NATO's fault. Like, But it's not like it's not from my experience of being on the ground. It's like... And also like I may be wrong about this whole thing. Like uh, what it can tell you from the stuff on the ground is like whatever you're seeing on videos, like, however, like, heartbroken you're feeling that, that, like, there's this many people crossing the border, and you're like, oh, well, it's probably not that bad, like, it, 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 like, legitimately, it's that bad, and, like, people need help, and, like, there's, it's a humanitarian crisis, for real, like, if you, you may not want to look at it that way, you might want to ignore it, and that's fine, but, like, it is as bad as it seems. Is there anything that, that, uh, that we could do from here that you think is uh, is uh, is something that we don't talk about enough on uh, on mainstream on mainstream media that that could very much help the, the these refugees. Yeah, so I, people have been talking about like uh, sending like uh, money and stuff to these organizations on the ground. To be honest, like from what I see, it's kind of useless. They have more than enough resources. People like uh, refugees when they cross the border are met with like depending on what border crossing obviously the big ones are met with, they're met with like 12 different tents of like anything you could possibly need there's like vet services and there's like anything you could possibly need you have free sim cards free food any type of food any type of whatever you need and so like i don't know how much donating there is useful i think it's way more useful like to try and find a family in ukraine and like give them money like honestly like mm don't go through these organizations anymore or like find organizations that are giving to like people who don't have the money to leave Ukraine or don't have the money to live in Poland. Yeah. And do you, do you think like, uh, uh, these tents, like this aid, where do you think it's coming from? Is it from the Polish government? There's definitely a lot of it from the Polish government. There's a lot of it. That's just like different countries, like, a. I saw even Egypt had a Red Cross. There's there's a religious organizations are a big part of it, like um, Sikhs and um, Jews and like Christian organizations mainly. Like I was seeing a lot of that. It's every country basically has their own like tent. It feels like it almost feels like a world fair there. That's crazy. Uh, is there a lot of um, visible minorities? Like helping? Yes, actually. No, no, like. Yeah, like crossing the border. No, I saw a couple the other day and it was like they were like playing soccer there for university. They weren't even like born and raised in Ukraine. They were just like in transit and got caught in this war. So so for which university were they were they playing for? I didn't even ask. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, that's crazy. Do you, do you know if uh, the talks between Ukraine and Russia are going to like try to find a solution, or you, do you feel like uh, the sense is that Russia is not going to give up until they get Ukraine? I don't know. Like, I try not to read the news honestly while I'm here. It's just like kind of too depressing. To th- also, like when I came here, it was getting really, really bad, and my sense now is that it's getting a little better. Like, it seems like Russia's realizing that it's losing this war, and so. But I don't know, like the, there's entire cities now that are destroyed. Like Mariupol is like destroyed, like Aleppo, people were saying. So like- What's preventing, whether, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. What's preventing uh, Russia to just like airstrike Kiev and like just take over the main city? That's what they're saying now. Like their plan, their first plan was basically to like, they thought they were going to be able to invade the whole thing and take over all of Ukraine. Like well, immediately. Thing is like, like the more you destroy- Can you hear me? The, the less useful yeah, yeah, you cut out just, uh, you could say that again. Yeah, say the last part again. Yeah, um, I think they, they came, like Russia came into Ukraine thinking they'd run through everything and people in Zelensky would give up and like it would quickly overturn into Russian control. And they're realizing it's not happening. So they're now like trying to throttle Kiev. That's like their next step, it seems like. But it's so difficult to tell really like what the people's next steps are. Like, 
I, I think at one point, wasn't Putin talking about like he, he was doing like military tests or nuclear tests where he was like up in the plane or something? Up in the what? Sorry? Up in the what? He was he was like practicing being in a plane as because like oh. presidents are supposed to be up in a plane while the, the bomb drops so that they don't get infected or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, practicing all these things. Oh, yeah. That's probably just great PR, honestly. Just like just go fly, fly, and people are like, "Oh my God, he's flying to do a test for yeah. nuclear bombs." Yeah, we, yeah. We, we 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 wouldn't know, but uh, I mean, we, it's, we, it's a big step to take, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. The 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 feeling that we're getting here from the media is that Putin is uh, kind of like uh, willing and able to to go nuclear. Yeah. He might, but, but that's also like if you're in Putin, you don't want to lose that bargaining chip. If people start to doubt that you're really crazy, what else? It's do you true. Have? Like you exactly. just have to fail military. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and true. and uh, how many do you think people do you see going into Ukraine every day? In? Well, it's crazy. Into, yeah. Yesterday, it seemed like there were more people going into Ukraine than coming out of it. Crazy. What? So, so, so these are just European fighters or Ukrainian descent or half and half or hybrid or like a... I, I don't know how... I, I still, that's, I think, what my next couple of days is going to be. I'd like to talk to the people going into Ukraine. But I, I, I seriously have no idea. Okay. I, I know a good amount of them are Ukrainian. And from what I was hearing, um, a lot of the foreign legion fighters, which is like the people like from Britain who just want to go fight for Ukraine because they, but they don't have any Ukrainian ties. A lot of that stuff isn't really tied to the Ukraine military directly. And so like they're having harder times, like actually having rules and stuff. Yeah. What we heard, uh, weren't we talking about this before? Yeah. But I, I just, it was like just one person's anecdote saying that they were from the UK and that when they, they got there, they, they didn't like the, the way that they were equipped, they felt they were under-equipped and they felt a little uncomfortable being on the front line there. So they decided to, 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 to leave. And someone was uh, saying like, don't leave with your army stuff on because they're not going to let you leave you, uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was sense. true or not. Yeah. But that would be kind of scary. Imagine like you want to leave and they're like, no, you're here for the fight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, I'm not on the ground in Ukraine, so I don't actually know how the military operation is going at all. But like yeah. the, the whispers are like, it's very guerrilla. It's like, everyone's just like, I'm, I'm taking this on myself. And so I imagine if you're like coming from more like organized military structures, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it, it's working is the fucked up part of all of this. Like, they seem so, to be actually holding Russians off fairly well. So how, so how that was, that kind of leads into my next question. How do you think it, like uh, the morale is right now? Like uh, what's the overall uh like feeling the the yeah, the morale yeah what's the vibe well given that like a lot of the refugees that i'm talking to almost have guilt about leaving and there's a bunch of people going into the country it's definitely not like people are like people aren't having given up at all and like Zelensky's seen as like <laughs> this like demigod almost like who can inspire hope and like it, it, the war isn't over, but like the, the military, the Russian military is just stronger, I think, like at least in terms of pure numbers. But I don't know, like maybe Russia just doesn't want to get into this, actually. So uh, what have you been like eating every day? Have you been like uh, eating at these tents <laughs> yeah. or have you been just like... I'm so glad we get to talk about this. Yeah, go. They, they actually have these hot dogs in gas stations, but they're so good. They're mm. like way better than the hot dogs and gas stations in uh, <laughs> in the U.S. We've never done this. It try it one night because I was like exhausted. I couldn't eat anything else. I was like, this is so much better than the American food. And I've, I've also been eating like the, the volunteers there. They have so much food. They feed us as well. That's awesome. And um, I was talking to one of the volunteers and I was telling him that like as an American, <laughs> I really like you guys' hot dogs. And he was like, in disbelief. <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You guys are the gods of hot dogs. <laughs> Coming from an American. Yeah. yeah, the hot dogs in your gas station. He takes off his hat. All He's places. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So so mostly hot dogs as far as that goes, but also um, also um, it's cool. It's it's good to know that uh, the refugees uh, have access to uh, you know food and and uh, and and uh, stuff like that. What's like the traditional food there? Like what's what's the kind of food that these um, uh, helping uh, tents uh, serve? Well, I'm just curious. Uh, sausages, a lot of sausages. I love that shit. Polish sausage. Polish sausage. I love that shit. Ditka. Uh, Pierogies. Ah, uh, yummy. Shit, uh, I think I go. I think I go. I think I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> I would go. So, how long are you gonna stay there for? I don't have a return flight book, but I gotta be back in the states around like the second or the third of April. So, uh, probably another week or two, a week and a half. That's crazy, man. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, see what you do with all the footage and. Uh, so, 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 what's the ideal uh, outcome uh, for your trip down there? Like, uh, you Russia backs away, you you get nominated for documentary reporter of the year, and you yeah. save you save a Ukrainian girl and you bring her back home. Would and that be the fairy tale story? <laughs> that would be fucking beautiful. Ideal well, scenario. Get me canceled, but yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong about saving romance. People, bro. No, this yeah yeah. Dude, nothing. it's romance. As long it's as it's romance. consensual romance. Yeah, consensual to white people romance is beautiful. Fucking Disney, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other message before we wrap it up? No, just uh, keep giving a fuck about this. Like, it's not it's not over at all. And, like, people are still trying their best to, like, keep fighting. So, like, just keep your hearts open to them and, like, keep caring about this. Okay, That's man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you uh, for doing this. And, um, yeah, thank we appreciate guys. it. I mean, I'm going to see Oren. Uh, I'm going to see Oren uh, a little bit later. He has a session with Claire. I'll tell him uh, that this happened. He's going to be stoked. <laughs> okay, sick. All right, awesome. man. I love you, man. Good Thank luck and stay Thank safe, you. man. All right. Thanks, okay, man. Cool. See you, bro. Bye, bro. Bye. Ciao, man. See ya. What a great dude. You see how I slid that little line right before he uh, left? Whoa. So, he know, what a great dude. And then he leaves. That's oh, how you, you know, okay. up, that's how you upkeep relationships. Oh, Smart. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Genius. Sometimes it goes, shit, I suck his dick. <laughs> shit, I suck his dick. What? Shit, I suck his dick right now. <laughs> I wish I did. Stop stop no, 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 no! Just stop the recording first. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, bro! I talked like this. No, no, no! The other one. The other this? one. Yeah, yeah. Full stop. No pause. Okay. Cool. I hope we have it. Yeah. Oh it's, my god! If we don't have it's it, it's for sure there. It's for sure there. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, that was very enlightening, man. Pretty cool. That is wild. Very bro. cool, man. First time we've had a correspondent on, uh, you know, the Pullboy Show. It just happens to be, unfortunately, uh, quite the crisis that he had to report on. Yeah. Um, you know, reporting from Poland. Uh, I, I had a feeling he was in Ukraine. Yeah, me too. I think I kind of was talking shit. Yeah, you know, that's, it's that's hard to get that. It's it's hard to get in, uh, valid information in these times. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's true. The age of confusion. Yeah. yeah, especially this podcast, which is going to be mostly misinformation for yeah. the most part. Ideally, yes. Yeah, ideally. We're so. being we're getting paid by Putin. Yeah, Putin's the king of all this. <laughs> yeah. He's the he's the crime lord. The Crimea okay. Lord. The Crimea Lord. I can't be eating peanuts on air. Crimea Yo, River. I, I was thinking about this. Crimea okay? River, dude. I Is was thinking a, about I was, that. I was wondering if there's a Crimea River in like in Crimea and if people there, when they walk by, they go, hmm, Justin Timberlake, Crimea River. <laughs> I was wondering, maybe. Dude, they probably know Justin Timberlake. Who, who doesn't? And there probably is a Crimea River. Yeah. So I think we're like, Pretty much there. There's probably a timber I mean, I lake it, also. There's a, a timber, timber lake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, I was thinking about this. Okay, what happens? Okay, if let's say hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. hypothetically speaking, this escalates. Russia Ukraine escalates to World War Three. Yeah, it's the end of the world. What do you do? Do you grab a gat and you go fight? No. Mm -hmm. Or do you hit the road and go and go into the nature? I hit, go. I go to the nature. I find peace. I and find I, peace with myself. Be, I. Um, yeah. Take a lot of shrooms. There's no reason to fight. And like, if you're going to kill me because I'm not fighting, so be it. But there's yeah. no reason to, to to go violent ever, even in the face of violence. You know what's crazy you is can't. that I, I, I would feel like I was being manipulated into yes. a war. I wouldn't. Couldn't be like, do I have no idea what the, like, I think it's crazy that people that send us to war wouldn't go to war. Like their yeah. kids wouldn't be in war. They don't have to do it. Uh -uh. And they should be mono we mono. Yeah, you know? exactly. I dude. feel like every leader who declares war has to go to war. Yeah. Absolutely. That's if I were to start a country, shit. The leaders shit. would be the first ones to go. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So you got you think, but, 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 but you would be the leader if, if you started a country, right? Like yeah. and then so then you you would <laughs> yeah. think that and you'd be like, okay, well I'm huh. then there's gonna be no war. Yeah. Straight up, you would just cure the problem. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way actually. <laughs>
But the problem is that they they can just change rules if they're in, in charge. So like, there's no yeah, rule see, that's sacred that can be. Un, we saw that happen with un, COVID. Un, yeah, they're just like, oh, the Constitution. Well, dude, it's crazy. It's a, but it's an emergency. Yeah, dude, it's crazy that they they. they uh, you better stop yawning right now, you okay, fucking sorry, boy. Sorry, you sorry, better sorry. stop that I'm shit sorry. right Got now. Diamond. Yeah, you want some fucking? Yeah, I would love some. Yeah, this is five percent, bro. It's from five percent. Uh, it's from it. No, it's a tobacco. It's a nicotine, but it's from uh, Switzerland. It's you. Let's see if you can get the flavor. Uh, don't read it. Don't read it though. Oh, I know what this is. Wait. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah. didn't read it though. Wait, okay, wafting, no, but keep talking. Wafting. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, cry me a river. If, it, if, if it's the end times and there's a war and like you'd feel like you're being uh, manipulated. Shit, I'm watermelon. Talking. I'm no. Strawberry watermelon? No. no. Can I look? No. It's watermelon. Watermelon. Introducing new watermelon. Get down. Oh. <laughs> Grenade. It's a Coca Cola, man. Coca Cola. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> I own five flow. That's not me. That's not me. I don't know. Okay. This is what I would do I would buy a gun. I would pack up my And then my- shoot my fucking brains out. <laughs> yeah, shoot myself real I'd quick. I'd be like, oh, this is perfect. And just pop my head yeah. off in the, in the gun store. Straight up. Wouldn't not experiencing this be better than experiencing it? <laughs> Thank you so much for this. Pow! Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of soldiers off themselves, bro. They're like, fuck this. I don't yeah, want to fight. You know what movie I was Peace. watching in the plane uh, two days ago? I was watching Sniper. Oh, oh. cool. I want to be a sniper. But not in the military. Like independent in self-defense <laughs> sniper. Self-defense sniper? <laughs> Or a rural self-defense <laughs> type sharpshooter, if I guess. Type beat. Yeah, type beat. But uh, it's a wild movie, man. It's a wild movie. And you know what movie I saw right before that? I saw Tenet. Okay. But Tenet, bro, it's like they're talking about Ukraine and like Russia and shit. And and, and it was released, I think, like two months before the whole Ukraine it's thing. It's been happening for, for years. Like, I know it's yeah. been happening for years, but it's like kind of funny that like, you know, yeah. a, a blockbuster movie talks about like It often Ukraine ends up tensions. like that, like Bill. Talk about something and then it happens. Is that does it happen? Dude, it's like Bro. the Simpsons, man. Yeah. It's like that's creepy. Yeah, but I know. But- I've heard there's also like fake supercuts of. Do you need this? I'm just handing it to you. Yeah, yeah. Fa- fake supercuts of like Simpsons saying that they. You know what I mean? Like they they did it like, before, but it happened after. But they remade the cut to make to make it look like it was an episode, but it wasn't really. Anything. Yeah. Also, dude, like also, dude, like I, I said this a lot. If I was. Donald Trump and I saw that I had footage on The Simpsons, I would make my announcement the exact same way The Simpsons made it to make it seem like it's a holy fucking thing, to make it seem like it's all godly and shit. Because we know just what I'm want saying? that, you know? We, that's all we want. We just want a story, something to talk about, bro. Yeah. Shit. We want to put it all I need together. To fi- I need to find a way to, for people to start talking about this fucking podcast, bro. Yo, shit, real. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, bro. You just have to keep making them and making them. And making yeah, them and, and hopefully Mark is going to share this episode. <laughs> and God damn it, do I, do I have to at any point get naked? Do I have to and, and, at any point, you know, Speaking of naked, show my fucking dick? We had… Gr- show we your had, butthole on Cam. Show my butthole on Cam. Do, do I have to start an OnlyFans? We had two girls show their tits on the show, but… It was going to be only available on Patreon, but I, I cut it out. Yeah, because it was too. Uh, it was too what, what are we? What are we fucking shooting porno here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this is the pool boy show, man. Come on. To maintain the, the integrity, legitimacy. Don't put Listen, yourself in a in a in a box, though. This you can do show, whatever you want. This show was supposed to be a lot of fun, but now that we have a correspondent on the front line <laughs> of Ukraine it's and Poland, heavy, it's serious. It's heavy and serious, Super and heavy. you know, it's our responsibility to morph and move like Wata. You know, yeah, when it comes like to like you know our branding and everything. So I think our, I think hopefully, if Jonathan has the time and and the will. Um, he could join us on the on the next episode, and that would be fucking awesome as well. You know, while he's there, have him you know join on a couple episodes. You know, like to correspond or to like when no, he's no, back. No, no, yeah, just Montreal. Zoom. I I like the whole Zoom call. First Zoom call ever on the Pool Boy Show as well. Yeah, first Zoom call ever. That was cool. We're gonna see how it works in post post production. Yeah, yeah, you will figure it out. I'll figure it out. Huge it out. milestone was achieved today. Yeah, Massive a huge milestone. milestone. First Zoom guest. Who was Huge. also a correspondent. Yeah, dude. And you remember what he said when we started talking? Feels like I'm there. Well, uh, the we're doing it so well. We're well, doing wow. something, right? <laughs> yeah, Mom. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> you had a family nephew time I saw with you. Yes, know, I did. That's um, a fucking adorable man. Yeah, yeah. The it's wrestling. Fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. But it's kind of annoying yeah. because once you wrestle with your little nephews or your little family members. They wrestle with you forever. Yeah, forever. So, you, you're that guy, forever. bro. They ride you like a horse. I would yeah. totally do that. I would, I would always be down. No, but after, my cousin. Yeah, after a while, you get tired, bro. You're just like… And and then the, there were sessions where they had all their little friends over. Uh-oh. So I was wrestling with like… Yeah. The whole fucking four kids, armada, bro. dude. For like four kids. 
Shit. And I don't realize I'm a grown ass man, you know? Maybe so it's not a fucking, good look. So you just fucking elbow one under the nose by mm. accident. But what I love about my nephews is they don't cry. Because I remember being young when I was like younger. Solid. And I was I was like hanging out with like kids. They would always like fall in like… That was me bro. And then like the parents come and then you're like we were just playing. And then like he tripped. Yeah. And, and, you, and he's a bitch. Do you think that like… <laughs> do you think that like… And he was, we were playing and we were having fun and he tripped and he's a bitch. I'm sorry. Observe. <laughs> look. But, but, but like the first time that that happened, do you think the mom like went over you know what i mean and like so when he cried the mom came and gave him all the the love and attention and you, so he you start to it's like yeah. becomes this instinctive thing where you just i remember, cry. I, did exactly, that, exactly. I, remember I did that in algeria bro like i was like i was playing soccer with my cousins uh, uh and then i was playing soccer and i tripped and and then my uh, my uh, my uncle comes out and he talks to my mom he's like your son's a bitch He's like, yeah. your son is a crying little fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And I remember being in the back of the car and he was talking to like that with my mom. Like, you talking about the me? thing is though, it's like, is it's not being mean to help your kid deal with their with their with their emotions emotions properly. Be like, listen, don't like you don't need to cry about this. I mean, it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate you if you cry about this. No, but just, I, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. What I love about are you okay? Like, don't yeah, don't exactly. don't like cater to them. Be like, and, and, exactly. but, but, but also, with them, you know. But also, exactly. don't be like, don't cry. No, yeah, but just be like, but like, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Hey, it doesn't you hurt. You good? You yeah. good? Cool. We're good. Cool. We're good. All right, We're good. cool. That's yeah. exactly what my sister and my father and my brother-in-law did, because every time the kids would fall, they would trip early on when they were like, like, uh, like, uh, fucking, like, I don't know, three or four. Uh, they wouldn't cater to them right away. They wouldn't like rush to to see the crying baby. So it gives them space to be like, okay, I don't need to cry. To be emotionally yeah, because the, they can well, the no, because they can cry for like. You know, like if you cry for long enough on your own, at a certain point, you're, you're going to be like, okay, well, that's all. I'm done. <laughs> and no one came and you're like, well, I, I, I got through that. Yeah, I got and through then, that. And then, you know, then, then you come and be like, hey, I, I, are you okay? Like, let them, let them sit in it for a second and then be like, are you okay? Instead of right away. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because you're like, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me be dramatic and let me just sit like. Yo, I was yeah. a dramatic kid, bro. I still am. Shit. <laughs> So, so that's what I love about my nephews. I could beat the shit out of them. And that's they fucking cry. cute. That's yeah. so cute. Solid. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. That's so fucking cute, dude. Yeah. But uh, speaking One of, day though, they're going to be bigger. Yeah, and they'll come back. Get I was back. asking them, I'm like, how old do you think you have to be to be able to beat me up? And they're like, uh, 20? Maybe. At 20, they could. Well, yeah, at 20, maybe. they can because you'll be 40. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, you'll have been so training fun. for… Like 20 years. Yeah, if I keep training though, I'm gonna be a beast. Yeah, but dude, can you can you really train for an armada of 10-year-old boys? Can you actually can do Can you that? actually prepare yourself for that? I don't think you can. I don't think there's you have no to hire thing. a bunch of 10-year-old boys. And that's weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> cause like who's gonna give you that look, you know? Yeah. You need to experience it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You need that for your look. for your fight camp. Like <laughs> you have to find some opponents. <laughs> How many seven-year-old kids you think you could fuck up if they were like zombies? I think yeah. I'd have to. I think I'd have to hire like at least a a, a good dozen to see like you know feel their body, <laughs> see how it feels. A good dozen, a solid dozen. Because like I feel like if I were to get like ready for like a, a solid dozen of seven-year-old boys, I would have to, you know, I would probably like drop a couple real fast. But then like you know, I might my, my shin because I would probably go for the kick immediately oh. for the kick because like range you know, long weapon, range you know? yeah. and like you don't have to go too high you know just mid yeah. and just yeah. kind of do like you know you could probably get like two or three at the same time it's like a calf like, kick yeah, exactly but then you know how is my you know calf gonna hold support on support that like you're gonna have, to have, have two to... side kicks you're gonna have to be able to rest and you one, see i'm one. not like that you know i'd probably have I'm to train my i'm not like leg. that i'm not do. like that you know people know me as a fucking one-dimensional fighter <laughs> i got a good right foot kick <laughs> i got a good right foot kick and that's it, that's it. i don't kick with my left foot <laughs> i don't kick with the, any of my feet so sam how, does though do, do you so you only do jujitsu ju ju yeah yeah he's a brown belt yeah but sam does oh, uh, yeah. sam does Muay Thai also I now. Thai. How long have you been doing jujitsu? Like eight years. Holy shit. Yeah, oh yeah. He was asking me the question last time. I don't think I answered it properly. He's like, how long does it take to become like a black belt superpower? Like 10, 10 to 12 years. I, guess. I said 10 years too, but it depends. It could be four to 10, depending on like. It could take longer. Four, four to 12 years. So, maybe. Yeah. so like uh, if. Uh, like BJ Penn took like three years apparently. Yeah. The, and, yeah. He, and he and he could wreck you. He could, yeah. Probably. At jujitsu? Yeah. 
I'd say probably, but I'd probably give him a hard time. He's older yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, but he's good enough to like stand. He's older now. Okay, I could, yeah. I could probably give him, a, give him a. You could, a nice. you could put, you could pull the surprise too, and, and yeah, maybe, maybe I know some moves he doesn't know about Tenth Planet. You know. Yeah. Oh, that that Tenth Planet fucking exclusive. That, that yeah, yeah, weird that exclusive ass exclusive package. The exclusive package. Damn, yeah. Like what is yeah. that? What is that? You like you're you're putting your fucking hands in some fucking ass cracks. Like, yeah, yeah. This like <laughs> this is the fucking <laughs> this is the fucking tosser, dude. Yeah, this is the the oil check. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking dude. Yeah. And then you go from the oil Google check it. to the rear naked choke, <laughs> yeah. dude. Classic tenth planet, dude. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. My favorite move. Transition, dude. Transition. It's my favorite transition. Oil check to uh, to guillotine. <laughs> to deep throat. Would you to deep half? Deep. How much money would you need in order to fight an MMA fight? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it, man. No, no. You're not down for that shit. Oh, like a no. full fight, like an MMA fight? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get my head hit. You're very uh, uh like uh like whenever I hang out with you, you're very peaceful. You're very like you. I feel like your internal state is a really good state. Thanks, dude. Well, well, but yeah. that's why what I kind of had that feeling too. But then yeah. when you told me that you were like on tour, like a little bit like uh, moody and stuff, I was like, I really? feel like I've been that way. Even this year, I was like, I just I don't know. I just mm. I can I I can I can get that way. It can yeah. happen. Yeah. No, but no, but what's your secret for your internal peace as superpowers? Yo, I read this. I start. I I read a book like at the beginning of the. Of oh, the pandemic, the mandemic, the mandemic, the mandem, mandemic. <laughs> it's a yo, how is it's it? It's a mandem thing. It's a club. It's a club. How is it up there? It's a mandemic, bro. It's a mandemic. <laughs> That's good. I read a book called the uh, the law the law of one, and it's like you could take it for what it is. It's like a it's some kind of spiritual book. It's like a channeled. It's a channeled work. And so what that means is there's a, there's a channel, there's a, a person who like receives the messages and then there's someone asking them the questions, mm -hmm. like asking this, this entity, the questions. And then there's one guy scribing everything down. And there was like, it, it's just essentially the transcript of about a hundred sessions of this entity, like answering anything that, anything that uh, you want to know about the universe, like ask away consciousness and whatever all this is and uh over the course of that book they kind of lay out like if i had to sum it all up like basically everything is one we're all part of a consciousness that's a singular thing but we're just like experiencing this illusion of separation and like that's the only rule of existence is like treat everything else with the respect you would treat yourself because it is you so if you you, you kind of like you get what you you get what you what you put out yeah. essentially because you know, imagine in, in a past life you get to experience how people felt about you so if i you, think it happens like in your own lifetime like the karma shit i think it's real like i've i've had things like i've done things to someone and then experienced the opposite back to me like two years later and been yeah. like oh man oh that must well, also, fuck, you know yeah but also like these things happen maybe often yeah also yeah. that and you remember for a long time. So anything that you remember happening to you now that you remember doing to somebody in the past, you'd like maybe associate it. I'm just being the devil's advocate. Right, right. I, can't, I, 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 I like to believe that I believe in that, mm -hmm. you know? Because that, um, that's, I mean, like, like to me, that's, that's kind of like what's going to fix the world, if you can even say that. But like people, like if you don't think that there is something to it doesn't have to be like god or the, the version of god that you think or if you're like a christian or jew or whatever like if if, if you think that there's literally no other like nihilism, no basically. purpose then there's no rules then anything goes like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fuck people over you're, you're gonna, but if you like if you if you see that there's something to it then there's it kind of implies that that there's that there's order that there is sort of law mm -hmm. built into the fabric of the universe like i think if if you like infringe on someone else's life that's not that's not allowed i that's, think there's i think there's like 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 there's not a there's not a long list of of, of things of, not to do yeah there's essentially like mm -hmm. if if it doesn't fuck with someone else mm -hmm. that's that's okay like the the sentiment of oneness is very interesting because like all of Humanity got far by cooperation and like working as a one unit, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel there is like legitimacy to that, mm -hmm. you know? And 
I remember feeling the same way. Like when you take hallucinogenics, like you yeah. just feel like that overwhelming. Oneness, I had a friend. Yeah. I had a friend uh, in Florida. He did like a session. He did I think uh, nine grams of magic mushrooms, dried magic mushrooms, and uh, that's a lot. Yeah, and like, but it was like a supervised session. Okay, so he was like strapped into a chair. Like uh, he couldn't move. Okay. And uh, they were playing like music in the background. And like he got to meet the woman who was doing it, which is was an old woman. And he got to meet her for like days before, you know. Anyways, it was like very uh, structured method. Yeah. And he remember he, he tells me like it was, first of all, it was about giving up to the feeling, you know. Because if you resist, you're going to start bad tripping and shit. Yeah. So giving up. And then you know, tripping his fucking balls off. But mm -hmm. that feeling of oneness that I've also felt on same yeah. hallucinogenics, yeah, yeah. but not on nine grams. But apparently, like when you take that much, you could like see the future, understand it's all, your past. It all it becomes all, one thing. Yeah, like, and like when, once you're... Yeah, when, I, 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 I took um, three tabs of, of acid once and I could, I felt like that. I could felt like time, like the past was right now. The future yeah. is right now. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's all just moments and moments and moments unfolding. And like, you kind of feel like this, like you're the lines between you and, and the rest of shit gets kind of gets blurred. Blurry. I remember like being able to see myself. Like yeah. for, like for like a overview. Moment. Yeah. Like I was a camera oh, yeah. in the room. Oh, that's wild. Uh, I remember we went to a jujitsu competition once and you took an LSD tab yeah. to compete. Yeah. How was that experience? It was cool. I took like a quarter of a tab and I I just kind of felt zoned in. Like I tend to get um, quite anxious when I fight. Mm -hmm. So I just, I I don't know. I was trying to like change my headspace so that I could maybe feel more zen about it, you know? Yeah. And I, th I feel like, I feel like LSD and shrooms kind of helps you get into this kind of clearer heads, headspace, more zoomed out. So I was like, I'm going to, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I was really calm and I just like, Won my first fight really flawlessly, oh, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah. And then the next one, it was like a quintet match. So it's a five on five thing. And so if like the first guy beats the first guy, he stays in and fights the second guy. Yeah. So we were down to me. I was I was the last guy. You were the last guy? Yeah. And, and I, how many guys I, were left? I think they had three guys left. They had three guys left? I tapped the first one and then I got triangled by the second one. Oh, man. And okay. where were they from? Uh, they were all from Brazil, but they okay. they were uh, at a team. Uh, there's a gym in Ontario that okay. they were that they're all okay. Like, yeah, 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 they're all at. So it was like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Was that the only time you tried uh, psychedelics on, for a competition? I think for yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there any other big occasions that you've used uh, psychedelics for? Definitely. Uh, like shows. Yeah, one time. I mean, yeah, shows. Like, I've played a bunch of small shows around. Uh, you know, like in at a bar or whatever, and I've had some mushrooms here and there. Like not enough to be tripping balls, but like you do not want to be tripping balls no. in front of a fucking crowd. No, you know? but just I've, just like, enough I've, to feel like you know, yeah. I, I've I've had a, an old member of uh, clan friends. We were in Tadoussac, and I don't remember for I think it might have been New Year's or some shit. But uh, yeah, it was a huge New Year's party. So maybe like what like 200, 300 people like stuffed in uh, the reception of uh, uh, you know Berge. Yeah, a hostel. And uh, one of our, we used to have two guitarists. Uh, this, the other guitarist uh, took shroom pills. Yeah. And the thing is, with shroom pills, you don't really know how much you're taking, especially because it was a friend who gave it to him. And he, he, he just froze on stage. Like he was like, he just like, he had to be like escorted off the stage. So we did like 15 minutes with him and then the rest of the show without. Oh my God. And he was just like blonde, like white. <laughs> and he was just like, and then uh, I'm like, yo, uh, just take a chair, man. So he so he kind of does another like five minutes, but like sitting down. Was he playing or no? He was playing, but ish. But he tried to focus in. But I think at some point it just it became overwhelming. It was too, too much, much for him. And uh, oh, so he started sitting down. Five minutes later, he just like uh, just left, and he got escorted back to to the room. And I remember seeing him at, after the show, and we didn't really talk about it. But like, cause I noticed he was he was hound shrooms, you know. Yeah. But I remember him being at peace with it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I ain't even tripping. Yo, I, yeah. I'm like, ah, you ain't tripping? He's like, if you ain't ah, tripping, man. huh? <laughs> I'm like, I think we good, man. We good, man. We, cool. good. we good. Damn. I took shrooms once on uh, on a gig. We were opening for someone. And uh, it was in Ontario at like a winery. 
and it was kind of stupid. Like we were the opener and he, he didn't have a drummer, right? Like the, like the headliner did not have a drummer, but he had like a nine piece band with like strings and keyboards and all that stuff. But like drums brings a certain energy, you know what for I mean? Sure. So he was like, no, apparently in the, in the contract, there was, they said no, no drums, drums in the fir- for the, for the first band, but, that's but so, that's they the didn't worst tell kind of, me. Yeah. That's the worst kind of contract ever, bro. Some bands, they don't want the band before them playing before them to shine. Yeah. So they tell them like, yo, you can't do that. Yeah. Like we're usually sometimes a five feet. They're like, yo, you have to play three, yeah. not five. Cause it's going to be too much energy. You're going to steal the show. Yeah. So, so the first night we pl- we played, I played drums and it was like just drums, acoustic guitar and a singer. Like I was like real jazzy about it, you know, and, but still he was not, not happy. And then, but like their management emailed our management and then like we found it the next day and it was some dumb, like he could have just talked about it. But anyway, that's so, but so, so, so all that to say the next night, uh, it was a two night gig. And the, so the next night we were like, okay, can we, can we go like to, to the, Long and McQuaid and get like a cajon for the drummer. Can we get shake? No, they said no. Shakers. They said no to the cajon. And then we <laughs> we were like, haha, LOL, shakers. Can we use shakers? And they said no percussion. The contract says no percussion. So like no shakers. Okay, I understand. So he was like, bro, I know you have shrooms in your bag. Go t- take the shrooms and come sing harmonies with me. So I put my shades on and I just fucking took Shut a bunch up. of shrooms. Yeah. And like he was my ride home, and it was like an hour trip. I was, I was, I didn't have any responsibilities. I couldn't play drums, so yeah. I was just like, I'll just sing fucking, I'll just be a Backstreet Boy, do some harmonies. <laughs> and I took shrooms, and it was tripping. It was so much fun. Was it good? Yeah, it was. It super was solid. Fun. It was like at sunset in the summer, That's and like awesome. in like Niagara. It was That's yeah, super awesome. nice. Fuck yeah. What's a shaker for a person? Who Legit yeah. a shaker? Yeah. And they're the like, hell? no. Yeah. They said no shaker. And that's that's kind of when I knew that they were pissed about the night before and they were just being super petty and being oh, like, no, no percussion. Fucking wow. So you're just like So mm. he was like, Yeah, take the shrooms, bro. <laughs> I can fun. imagine I can imagine a headliner having like super soft songs like oh, not wanting to be outperformed by like Yeah, but then boom, yeah, don't hire us. <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> But that's but that's because he only. But that's you don't hire us exactly yeah. like you were saying. Don't fucking hire us. Yeah. What am I doing here exactly? Like, Ma, what am I doing? What bro? am I doing? And also, bro, didn't your management tell you beforehand? Like, right? You know, that's, that's that's what that's I was like. Worse. I was like, why did you call me to come do this gig? Yeah. <laughs> no offense, I love you guys. If you're listening, sometimes, yeah. bro. Sometimes it's a lot of fucking a lot of you know papras. You know, shit slides, you know? Yeah, sometimes shit slides all the time. Shit slides all the time. Now, Adele, you're a producer also. Like a lot of people watching this, they're wondering how did you A, book Sam as your co-host of the Pubo show? And B, what do you do exactly when you're on a live show? Like, what are you playing? Are you like replaying the songs? Are you actually making beats? So, uh, Sam, we we, uh, drew up a contract, an NFT contract, a smart contract. And uh, the numbers aren't in my favor. But uh, I feel like I just uh, needed needed his expertise. Okay, so move on to the next question. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys used NFTs. That's fucking. Yeah, that's super no, cool. Yeah, we're super, super high, high tech. No, yeah. no, he made that up. We're really oh, okay. cool. <laughs> we're really cool. We're, we're really cool guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, produce music at the studio over here, and I also um, with the Clan friends. Yeah. I have like a little drum pad, little okay. sixteen drum pad, mm. and I always like the. I always like doing live drum finger drumming. So that's what I do with Clan Friends uh, okay. where we play live shows is that I have uh, my kick, my hi-hat, and my snare. So like, and yeah. I also beatbox for with Clan Friends as well. Yeah. But it's less and less beatbox more and more because I do a lot of producing. So like what happens is that like I produce a song, uh, certain guitar parts, like the part that uh, the guitar part that my guitarist wants to play, I'll take it out of the, of the, of the loops because I have, so I have these three sounds and I have all the rest are everything else like that I decide to keep in. So it could be like a shaker. You have all the stems. All, it could be like, it could be like a, a sh- an effect yeah, type yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be, it could okay. be like, but okay. so I have like, so basically the way it works is that there's like four pads and uh, four rows. So 16 pads. I mean, four range, four rows. So it goes, so I go, and I yeah split split up the samples. I do the drums basically. I have a keyboardist, same thing, same concept. Take out the shit that he wants to play. Vocalist, same shit. Sometimes I keep some back vocals in there. 
So for yeah. the most for the most part, you're replicating the the, the soundtrack exactly live of the, of the, the song record, that yeah. I recorded. Exactly. Okay. Do you guys ever freestyle and go off? We do go off, and it used to be like a bigger part of our whole uh, shebang. Shebang, yeah. But um, we do have parts during the show that like you know we freestyle a lot. We like we add like Mike is gonna ask like for three words in mm. the crowd. And, oh, cool. And like start like uh, we like uh, the guitarist is gonna like you know find chords on the spot and like we just start a track you know. Okay, that's cool. So that's like kind of the yeah. freestyle stuff. But we have also like songs that play on the radio. So like a lot of the fans that want to come to the show, they want to hear the song. You know what I'm saying? So we have those songs that we like play the hits and yeah, the and then and and yeah, the bangers. And then we have like maybe like some. Um, uh, modifications in that, that song maybe like we make the outro a little bit longer maybe we flip the song into like some other rhythm or whatever remix it in some way who's the biggest fan you've ever like witnessed of um of, of, of clan friends uh did, did you ever like i have i've had i have like uh, maybe like a handful of fans that like have been following us for like since the inception you know of like uh, the band and who like uh you know I think somebody already proposed at one of our shows. Really, that was fun. That was a beautiful moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Like these, like, and th they've always been very supportive. And like, uh, it kind of felt weird at first, you know, right. like when they're like that supportive. And like you, because when you you really feel like you're doing like sometimes you feel like, especially when you're starting, you feel like you're doing trash. You know, yeah. yeah. Like it Definitely. sucks, you know. Yeah. And then people f see something in it, and you're like. Really? Yeah. And you're like you're, you're doing like, too jokes much. on you, dummy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not good. You, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it just feels that way, you know. Okay, and uh, there was a night that you got extremely drunk where pictures leaked online, <laughs> where you're holding the mic like a like a like a mad, oh, mad in France. Okay, so that night, oh my god, I'm there so happy. That, I'm so happy that you fucking brought this up. Okay, check this out. Th this night, man, we're in Strasbourg, which yeah. is uh, east of Paris, close to. Germany basically and uh, we were playing on a docked boat so it was a bar that like basically opened in a boat <clears throat> and they had like a showroom and it was pretty cool but our sound man is very like specific about what he wants you know so like they were like so it wasn't well equipped so we did what we could you know but mm -hmm. it would have been nice with the bigger sound system FYI but uh, during the show I got hammered and like straight wasted and fucking um it's the middle of the show and the 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 people that like are you know providing us with like our food and amenities you know like our beer and stuff there aren't like they, they they're, they're not doing it well you know so there's yeah. missing things on the rider and that's enough to, to piss me the fuck off okay yeah. so there's supposed to be beer in the in the green room for example there's none so i have to constantly ask for beer at the bar yeah. Do the bar, do the lineup, nah, nah, nah. and the worst part is that when I'm on my state, when I'm on the show, I can't ask. There's no more beer in the green room, so yeah. I can't drink beer on stage. And do you have to pay now? Do you have to pay now? So no, 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 no. Pay. Pay. But okay. I'm basically on stage. This is part one of the whole experience. I'm wasted. Part two, I actively ask for beer to the bartender that is working, but I'm on stage between songs. I'm like, I'm not playing another song. On the mic, you you're like, yeah, I'm not playing another song. Three shots, unless there's a fucking. <laughs> Unless you guys bring me some alcohol, and the whole band needs some alcohol, you know, and Fuck I'm, sakes. you know, and I'm, and I'm making a big deal out of it, to the point where there was like two girls uh, that were vibing the fuck out. So she went to the bar, she bought beer and brought the beer on the stage, you know. Nice. And that was like super sweet. So I'm like, fuck, I need to do a good job now, you know. I need yeah. to stop being a little bitch. So there's French people. They they don't have the same etiquette when you're playing a show. For example, if you're playing, if you do a show. We have the whole ritual of doing like encores, right? So like a band is going to play for an hour and, a f and 15, pretend to go off stage, mm -hmm. right? And they have like another 15 to 30 prepared for as an encore. You know, people scream encore, encore. But like yeah. French people, like they don't have the etiquette of like after the encore, that's it, right? Or like if you don't have an encore, they're going to insist, you know, you know, Sometimes you don't have the space on stage to pretend to go off stage. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, right, right. So it's like weird. And you tell them like, listen, this is the part where usually we get off stage, but I'm literally trapped in like a fucking animal yeah. in a cage so, right now. Yeah. So I can't go out. So we're this is the end of the show, but this is the encore. Okay, guys? Okay. Follow Can you me understand? Yeah. Can you understand, guys? Come on. They're like, but they didn't leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why encore? Yeah, exactly. So no, but then we want an encore when yeah, they're done yeah, because exactly. they didn't leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where's the rest of the music? <laughs> 
Same friends, they fucking shot the bed, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hated that show. They didn't but, do an encore. Yeah, exactly. But you get the vibe. So, like, um, at some point, the guy starts bitching. A, a guy starts bitching. And I'm like, yo, what's faire foot, man? In no French. Way. But for, yo, I yourself, insult homie. people, bro. I insult people, bro. If, if you fuck with me, bro, I, I insult. <laughs> like, especially when I'm on tour, sometimes I go, I go a little crazy, you know? But it's always in good fun and humor. So I was drunk. I was having a good time. And, you know, we were friends at this point, you know? Okay, and yeah, at the yeah. end of the show, I'm like, and this one guy is keep making keep making fucking noise. I'm like, yo, what's that foot, bro? Person with Anton, you know? <laughs> That's it, you know? Okay. Nobody wants to hear you, basically. Yeah. And, um, And then my guitarist, he has a talkback mic, so he, oh, he 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 talks to us, but no, but not to the crowd, oh. to like call his sections. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yo, what the, yo, don't, bro, don't say that. Chill dude. the fuck out, you know, chill the fuck out. And I'm like, oh shit, my bad. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. My bad. Whatever. Not a big deal. But fine. Because usually you're allowed to clap back, but even at that circumstance, he felt, he felt, he felt like you were off. You were off. It was a little too much. It was okay. a little too much. But okay. I kind of understand because before that, what happened was. And this, I'm telling you, it's all in good fun. And it's all, this is what I tell myself to be able to sleep at night at least. That it's all, <laughs> that it's all in good fun. I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Imagine exactly. Putin goes like, oh, it was a joke. <laughs> it, was a, it was a prank, you idiots. <laughs> this guy's comparing to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but um, an, another yeah. example, before that happened, there was a, a person uh, that was really annoying coming on stage between songs. Like he thought that we were like, best bud because mm. you know I spoke to him before the show I was a nice guy mm. and he thought that he could just open up you know like really right. be part of the whole thing right. and it's like yo you don't come on stage like between songs that's like yeah, a weird one you know especially because yeah. when, when, when we're in France like that never happens here but when we're in France we're not this like we're kind of nobodies you know so we're kind of like building from nothing so these shows sometimes are like smaller yeah. venues and things like that so it's like very much much more intimate so when it's intimate like that you you rely on etiquette really because yeah. it could easily go wrong you know yeah And uh, this guy was like kind of fucking around, and uh, he was kind of you know we were we were clapping, he was clapping back, but it was all in good fun. And he had like a like a burnt eye, you know, like a he he could see, but his eye was uh, kind of like scarred and burnt. And uh, he was talking shit, and I'm like, Yo, Monet, bro, Monet, you know, yeah. like Monet is kind of in French way to say like, Yeah, my ass, like yeah. it didn't happen, but it means my eye, you know. And uh, he's like, "What are you trying to say, man?" Yeah, but then it was, and then he started laughing, and it was all cool, whatever, you know. But then after the show, and then that 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 thing that I happened that I told mm. you before happened, you know, yeah. with the, me uh, clapping. But that wasn't the same person. It was two it was two different people. Okay. okay. And then after the show in the in the green room, I'm like, "Yo, my bad." Uh, talking to Clem, like, "Yo, shit, I, I, my bad. I didn't know." No, no, no. And then my yeah. sound man comes in the in the in the green room. And uh, I'm like, yo, do you feel like I said anything fucked up uh, during the show? Because my guitarist was saying that he thought it was fucked up when I said, but I'll fuck, go fuck yourself uh, yeah. to the guy. But then the the, the sound man, and, the, and mind you, the guy with the, the one eye, that happened at the beginning of the show. So yeah. I almost forgot, you know? Yeah, right. The sound man comes in, he's like, did I say anything fucked up during your show? He's like, yeah, yeah, the thing about the eye. I'm like, oh shit, it's true. I said something about yeah. the eye. Don't so, you know, more. like two different people were offended by two different things, you know, but he, and yeah, yeah. Antoine didn't even hear the other thing. So yeah, sometimes shit gets so heated in the moment, man. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like fucked up, you know? But he, he he was kind of heck, heckling, no? The guy he was heckling, said. exactly. So what I tell myself is like, bro, it's an intimate show. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna heckle back. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was a wild one. We were like, you know, the two first acts were like were like underground rappers from like France, you know. So it was like kind of a ruckus. Like yeah. it was kind of like this is yeah, one of those. Yeah, nice, and you know, yeah. people were drunk. Like and, so, and bro, in a, in like a small space that there's not really a line between like the stage and the room. Yeah, it's like depending on how how. Small, and if you're an asshole, like, bro, if you're an asshole, like you, if you want, if you're an asshole and you want to go on stage, you're gonna go on stage. Yeah, you know, like even though, like it looked like a stage, we were on a stage. You know, it's not as if you was like, you know, walking by and like, oh, sorry, I'm on stage, yeah. and like you, <laughs> you <laughs> have like to playing make, in the corner of the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. You have to make the effort to go on stage. So, I don't know, man. Sometimes it gets fucking, uh, it gets, it gets wild. And you know, you wake up the next morning, and you're like, huh, huh, fuck. You know, I mean. Not yeah, I don't know. I hate making like other people feel uncomfortable, like when, yeah. when it's my own band, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like well, yo, I remember back in the days, like I already like I already beefed, bro, with like my lead singer on stage, bro. No way. Yeah, like it was like with Mike. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like way back, like way Early back, stages? like eight years on ago. On stage beef. On stage beef. It Dramatic. was like late night at like this festival. 
And we were like, I was high on Molly. I think he was high on Molly. And we were like way too drunk. And then like, I thought we were having a, because we used to do like, I used to only beatbox. So it, it used to be vicious beatbox. I used to be like on stage sweating profusely, constantly, you know, it was yeah. hardcore, you know. And like we, M M Mike used to do a lot of like freestyling. So we used to like feed go, off go, of go. each other like a lot, you know. And I felt it was, I was in the right to be like, like in the spirit of music, of music, you know. Like push him and be like, yo, come on, let's do this, you know? Yeah. Kind of like immature hip hop mentality, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But uh he didn't take it that way. On you stage, know? like oh, like the action shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but then but then after, but then like during the show, like I felt like I felt like I fucked up, but like it wasn't in my intention to yeah. you know, like sometimes like it, the line is so thin between people being like, Oh, that was too much, or like, yeah. oh, that was not enough. Cause you know, 90, 90% of the time I, I'm 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 talking shit and doing shit and like it's it's okay, you know what I'm saying? But 10%, that one ten percent, yeah. Maybe I do go a bit overboard, but like I feel you're a wild man, you know? You know, fuck it. People at least you know, you know they, at least you if you cross the line, at least you you get to know where it, it is. And like a lot of people never live enough to get, you know, you exactly. mean they're, they're like they're so safe with it that they don't yeah. ever get to that exactly. experience these things. So exactly. Like this podcast, for example, like a lot of people, you know, on the internet talking shit, you know what I'm saying? Of course. So the people who are fans of this podcast at home, if you could find it in the kindness of your heart to leave us a like, leave us a subscribe, share this with a friend who you think might like this and make the pool boy show become the next CNN. <laughs> exactly. MSNBC. <laughs> no, we're your number one source of misinformation. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, should we call this? Should we wrap it? Let's yeah. Wrap, let's wrap her up. Let's call it. Let's, let's wrap, wrap her up, up boys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. This was episode 14 of the Pool Boy Show. It was real, man. Yeah, we had a correspondent. Yeah, we had a correspondent. We had Marky Beats. Uh, first birthday on the show. Yeah, it is first, Molly. Shit, yeah, first, first correspondent on the show. We got some crazy insights on the situation in Ukraine. Um, it was a huge pleasure to meet you, man. So hope, hopefully you could come through like very soon. Yeah, again. Would, yeah, yeah man. To, like this like party, you know. Make some shit in this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you have a good time? Yeah, I did. I did. Thanks for Fuck. having me. Awesome. There man. we go, guys. So have a good one. Peace.